creative block. <laughs> I'm your host, Gene. And V. We interview people in the animation industry about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We asked people on Twitter if they had specific topics they wanted us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Joan and Vasquez. Hey! Woo! Hey! Howdy. Hi, Joan. <laughs> howdy, howdy, howdy. Wow, you're the shark from Toy Story. Yeah, you have the shark from Toy shark. Story. I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. I love that shark. For those who don't know, tell us who you are and what you do. Tell them about me. Uh, I'm 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 Jonan, and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, ah, are you bad at this too? Are you bad when people yeah. ask you what you do? Uh, yeah, because it's yeah. Tell me about it's, yourself. Tell us about yourself. Well, let's see. I'll, I'll I'll fill in the blanks so that you can then choose what you want to elaborate on. You uh, did some comics, Johnny, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Uh, I, I've, I've, done, I've done comics, so yeah, I did, uh, yeah. I did Johnny the Homicidal Maniac, I did Squee, and I Feel Sick, and I never include stuff like the Bad Art Collection or Filler Bunny, because <laughs> I, I feel like they're not uh, the ones that people would even remember, but uh, yeah. you know, they were the best ones. It's part, yeah, <laughs> totally, that's part of your uh, bibliography. Biblia, I love that word. Biblia. Yeah, it's a good word. And then you, uh, of course, worked on created Zim. I did. I I like to think of it as inventing it. You invent, yeah. Birthed it. I birthed. How do you it. feel about birthed it? I violently birthed. It. <laughs> I I, I swelled up. My belly became transparent, and you could see this little Zim forming in there, and then it just popped and just splashed across the planet. That's cute. And uh, yeah, and then you made a movie recently, a Zim movie, Into the Florpus. That was fantastic. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, it was uh, it was fun until it wasn't fun, like most projects. That's it. that's <laughs> animation. I think it was fun until it wasn't fun. I feel like that's yeah. every project though, right? Like it's always super exciting at the beginning, and then it's like, I mean, this is kind of going on for too long. Yeah. Oh, it it definitely went on for way too long. Yeah, but it came out great. Yep. Thank you. Tell us uh, a little bit about. Uh, Babby Jonan, and how you got your start. I was a fat baby. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna draw that. I was a fat baby. I've seen pictures of me, and I was I was real. I was just real round. Okay, plump. I was basically I was basically. Oh no! You know I gotta commend you on finding a drawing program that's actually worse than white. I know. I know. Uh, we're doing. <laughs> it's, we're, this is this is horrendous. <laughs> it's, we're doing Listen, our. Listen, I. Okay, I'm going to die on this hill, but I love Google. Yeah? It's my my favorite um, big tech. Oh, no. What happened there? Just just go with it. It doesn't matter. (laughs) What happened there? (laughs) Why why is there a circle on top of my circle? I don't know, because it, like, lags and sometimes, I don't know. Yeah. It's just bad. It's it's just a fun little trick. It's just a spicing of the drawing experience. Yeah. It's kind of... It's unpredictable. Exactly. But um yeah, so you were a round baby. <laughs> you were and... a round baby. Tell us about that. From from what I've seen, my memories of being round. I only have I only have pictures. I don't have memories. I just have memories of looking at pictures and going, "Man, was I round?" Mm-hmm. Did you always like drawing, or like kind of what? How what was your relationship? Yes, to drawing I've when always. You were... I don't know. I I the way I've it's it's weird to think about because I just always imagine every kid likes drawing, yeah. and then I just mm-hmm. never stopped you know what i mean yeah, like totally. it, it's not it's not something that i'm like hyper conscious of it's just i kept going where everyone else 
just yeah. snapped their crayons and pencils in half and screamed, I'm, I'm grown up now. Yeah. I think that's true. I think that <laughs> like, that doesn't get talked about enough. The idea that I think every kid is capable of being a successful artist. Like it's just, there's no such thing as real artistic talent. I mean, maybe there's like a predisposition, but like anybody can become an artist if they worked at it. Most kids just don't bother. They get told not to right. or whatever. I don't think they're gifts. I think there's just drive yeah. and it just happens to like, wow, your drive ended up really firing up when you were drawing and then that made you want to keep doing mm -hmm. it. Uh, yeah, I get in that argument a lot with uh, some people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> some people, <laughs> <A lot>. yeah. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so uh, you just kind of didn't stop. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's just a thing that didn't ever happen to me. I know, and I and I never thought of myself. Maybe in high school, maybe in high school, I thought of myself as an artist. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but I don't really think of myself like that. It's just it's a thing that I can do, and I can do to a certain, you know, at a certain level. But it's just fun. Mm -hmm. You know, it always was fun, and and uh, I think that's just it stops being a thing that people do as as like a, a means of just sort of channeling channeling fun mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm i'm uncomfortable around people who are very serious about their art even oh, yeah. if even if uh even if you know what they do is considered more more serious i don't like when people act that way I don't like, mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable mm -hmm. around people who are just, I am an artist. And I, res I respect that, but I, I don't want to be in the room with it. No, I, I, I feel you. Uh, is yeah. there something you do consider yourself to be? Or do you just not like the, the labeling? Yeah, the labeling just sounds pretentious. So I think I would just rather be called sure. a... Um, a human. A, magi <laughs> a magician uh -huh. of, <laughs> of, the, of the imagination. A visual, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> imagination wizard. Right. Yeah, that's I pretty like good. That. Dude, fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to start calling myself that too. Let's let's start it. Do you um I was going to ask in middle school or high school, did you do anything like art classes or any or were you just kind of like doodling in your notebooks or kind of what was A little bit of both. I was always really bad at art classes. I was bad in them. I got yelled at a lot for just being distracted or it um and I, you know, I regret that in a lot of ways. I did take art classes and I didn't pay enough attention and I think it shows. But uh, I think what the result was is that I draw the way that I do. And um, I always sort of, I always say that my my style, my distinct style is the result of me just not paying attention to how you're supposed to sure. draw. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I, I I would definitely love to absorb way more talented people's powers mm -hmm. if that was a thing that I could do. But I would never trade that whatever it is that makes my stuff look clearly like my stuff versus someone who can who has incredible skills, but just doesn't there's no personality comes out in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, that mm -hmm. makes sense. I was actually gonna, I was gonna ask that about your art actually, is that like reading, like the first introduction I've ever had to your art was through Johnny the Homestomaniac. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I've never seen anything that looks like remotely like this. 
like not just the writing but also the drawing like and like the panels everything well also I wasn't very familiar with a lot of like indie comics at the time so I mean for me it was just like there's a lot of personality here and I was gonna ask you like there's like almost a sense of like you don't really care about what people are gonna think <laughs> about what you do you just do it and is that, is that true <laughs> yeah I think it's it's a sort of at this point it's sort of like a, a very well guarded sort of a thing um I don't know it's just because I've been doing it for so long I it's just something that I've always done it's always been sort of like a, a thing that I've done in private like just drawing for me was it wasn't I didn't have like a big group of people that I shared ideas with I loved sharing my stuff with anyone who would listen but it wasn't a lot of people because no one wanted to you know they're like that's cool but it, 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 a lot of people didn't seem to care in the way that I cared yeah I think it's important especially these days I think it's I have to I, maybe I talk about this a lot but I I, I I think about not giving a shit as a rule you know, and I, I, I want a lot of the people that do stuff that I like to not give a shit about what I want. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to be mm-hmm. surprised by what comes out of this other person. They're not me, and therefore they're way more interesting in terms of uh, work coming out of. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm going to do. There's no surprise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. want for even even if, if even if they're doing something that I that I love. And I'm looking forward to, oh, I hope they do this with this idea. Oh, how exciting would it be if they did this? I don't want for them to listen to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be surprised by mm-hmm. being disappointed sure. <laughs> by, <laughs> by, by, by the turn that it takes or surprised or just like or perfectly pleased with, oh, shit, there it is. They pulled it off. This is great. That's awesome. I was going to, yeah, like you kind of answered also like another follow-up question I was going to ask, but like I was going to ask kind of like when you make something, what's kind of like your primary audience? Is it more like yourself or like do you have like... It's definitely myself, which isn't to say that I don't, like I don't, it's not a complete I don't give a shit about an audience kind of a thing. I give a shit about people having a good time or being impressed or liking something or disliking something in some intelligent way where they can express why it didn't you know do what they wanted it to do but i don't do it to make people happy i do it to make me happy and hope that enough people like what i like Mm -hmm. and i've always i've always done that i i get weirded out when i see um and i know it's just a different it's just a different attitude but i'll Mm -hmm. see artists pretty well-known and established artists doing stuff, uh, you know, I'll see like them on Twitter and they're like, hey, guys, <laughs> you know, hey, hey, strangers yeah. out there, oh, t- tell me which which direction I should go with this oh, thing. Oh, sure. And, I'm just like, and that makes me so uncomfortable and angry yeah. and, and sickened. Yeah, that's <laughs> me. Maybe, disgusted. Maybe not as strong as that, but I do think I... It's like, oh, oh God. I, on some level, I do think gross. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, it's yeah. You're giving up. You're giving up a part of yourself to to pander to an audience, and that's kind of missing the point of of like sure of making things. But you know, I again, I, I always have to stop myself because I don't know these artists. I don't. I mean, I do, but I don't know their minds. I don't know how serious sure. they're taking it. How like it might be. It might just be fun. But for me, I'm just like oh. Ooh, mm. no, don't don't let them in. Mm-hmm. Don't let them in. Yeah. People are responsible for every terrible thing I know of. And when you're asking them, hey, get involved in this precious thing of mine 
This is just it's I don't know leads to leads to bad stuff. Yeah, <laughs> historically, definitely, <laughs> it kind of always happens that way. It's it's kind of I think that there it can be used as a as a weapon for good because there's been stuff I think with oh no doubt yeah with the way that like new media and new media with the way that like mm-hmm. uh, the internet has kind of folded into everything like there's something cool. I imagine being a kid and a creator of something you like asks you for your input and you get to contribute. It's probably, oh, sure. it, it is like the best shit ever. And I think of like something like Homestuck where in the beginning it was so influenced by people because people, they were straight up voting on what was going to happen next. But then the fandom takes hold of it and then it starts to, <laughs> to become suffocating. And, and then even in, in Homestuck's case, Hussey had to like, pull back and be like no this is i'm doing this story now like <laughs> none of you are influencing this anymore but also like i feel like any fandom gets like this like star yes. wars never had the input of the fans and they took took like well i, I the new, i feel like the newest movies suffer because of they started listening to the fans be- it, it oh, feels yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, trying yeah. it's all fan service and it like doesn't work yeah uh-huh. i think I, I i can't even imagine anything that big though working on anything oh, it's that insane big. you've got a whole like we were talking about the uh, Ninja Turtles people mm-hmm. earlier um, before we started, and um, you know Ninja Turtles is super cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, you know, and I'd I'd been asked, you know, would you ever work on Ninja Turtles? Well, you did. As I mean, I did, but as a short, which is very attractive. That's yeah. way more attractive. It's like a few months, you're in, you're out, and it's done, and you got to work on some turtle stuff, and you're like, there you go, I did it. But the thought of like being like a showrunner on something like that, um, Andy. Mm-hmm. at the time and, was, yeah uh, an ant you know and uh, yeah and ord um great guys but uh you know and they've take they took on something just that i i would just i think i'd lose my mind yeah taking on it's just there's you're not just being creative you're not just making a thing which is just kind of like the primary part of just working on a show but you're also you have so many things to address that aren't just creative you're dealing with a franchise you're dealing mm-hmm. with so many masters who are who need you to do who need who need this thing to hit so many targets it's like working on like a marvel movie or something or just something yeah definitely gigantic mm-hmm. that isn't just yours it's mm-hmm. it belongs to so many people it's terrifying right. somebody um yeah, yeah, we yeah. had a question actually somebody asked if there is any existing ip that you would want to to kind of do your take on is there anything that that you would do that for? I used to want to um, do my own take on a, an, an alien movie, uh. but man, oh man, did they did they cure me of that after oh, yeah. <gasps> after the billionth horrible horrible uh, just go at it. it. It it's I don't think I'm even heartbroken about Alien anymore or Aliens. It's it's been so long. Yeah. Uh, I had I had a bit of a resurgence in hope around the time of Prometheus, and then and then that just plunged uh, a freaking spear. Yeah, that was down rough. My throat and it came out my <laughs> that butt. That was rough. Let's uh, let's take it back a little bit. So, what kind of got? Oh, hold yeah. on, hold on though. Uh, War of the Worlds. Oh, okay. That, that that's what. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah, that would be great. I can I can see that Ooh. for sure. You kind of did that with Zim. I feel like there's a lot of War of the Worlds. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like War of the Worlds to me is. I, I, I would not make it a funny thing, obviously. Oh, okay. Like, I just, I, it's just one of those things that I feel that um, it's never been made. It's never been made properly. It's come, They came close. There was a recent BBC version of it. Well, recent in the last, I don't know how many years, but um, it's it wasn't, it still wasn't 
quite right. They they change they they always feel that they have to change it to the point where it it undoes a lot of what the book was about. Sure. And it always bugs me. Bugs me. Yeah, I get you. So what got you into doing Johnny? And like, was that just something you started making and then it was published and then it kind of started to gain some traction? I mean, I was doing Johnny in high school. Right. If, oh, wow. Yeah, if you could imagine like doing a book about a serial killer. In I high can. Now, it's just. <laughs> oh, no, not, not now. Uh, yeah, it's just not Wait, a thing. Hold on. So did you get a book deal or like, or were you just kind of like doodling it? Kind of like, was it like the development kind of phase of Johnny or were you actually like getting published in high school? No, 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 no. I was, get, well, I was, I was getting published in the school paper. Oh, Woo! Yeah, different times. It was it was different times. I could I could do a comic about murdering students, and uh, you know, man, no kidding. What a different time. And 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 nobody went. We got to keep an eye on this kid. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's yeah. That's interesting. It's uh, it's real. It's it's been it's been fascinating and shitty to see just how awful things have gotten yeah i mean it's you don't know what's a red flag and what is just somebody working through their normal teenage angst because like (laughs) i definitely yeah i i definitely like would work on would make stuff that was like yeah you know like you see there's a lot of stuff that now everyone has eyes on and they they judge it so harshly. But I think when you're a teenager, you're just working through things. Like you're just kind of stupid and you're just trying things and like. I I you know I you know I I, I I'm not teenage me anymore. Sure. But I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I wasn't working through anything. I just thought it was funny. Okay. <laughs> I just I really just thought it was funny. Yeah. You know? That that's always been especially with like. Uh, with with Johnny to a lesser extent Zim, but still there's 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 still shades of it. It really was stuff that was made well, again. It was made for me, and I always hoped that the people who liked it were like me enough to know that it's not cool. <laughs> it's just yeah. funny. It's just stupid. There's a certain there's a certain amount of style to it, especially when the comics came out. You know, I was I was uh, definitely trying to impress me and and my comics publisher like oh yeah you made a good decision picking me up yeah you'll check 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 this out i'm 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 going to make serious comics yeah <laughs> but it was always from a place of just thinking it was really stupid mm-hmm. like stupid in a good way stupid in like a haha look at these awful people this is funny right. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah but i was definitely fucking 19 years old when i was doing the comics anyhow and and trying to trying to like show off like look how like not only is this funny but look how smart i am yeah. and I, I read the, <laughs> i read that stuff and it's just you know i think it's part of the appeal it's part of like someone i don't know i i did an interview recently and one of the questions was why do you think that um why do you think that the the comics still have the comics and 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 the uh, the animation why do you think the comics have so much appeal to a young sure. audience still yeah. oh wait no i don't think that was an interview for me i think that was i was watching uh i think it was like a bunch of the zim crew answering that question mm-hmm. but uh i think it's because it was made by someone that was of that age you know mm-hmm. it's that yeah. it's mm-hmm. that like hilarious mix of arrogance and mm-hmm. absurdity mm-hmm. and i think 
people pick up on that. You know, even if I'm not proud of some of that stuff, I think that it's funny that people connect to that and hopefully, you know, then they grow up. It didn't, it didn't, it is endured. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you like uh, feel about that? Actually, I was gonna, I, I was, that was kind of on my mind as well. Cause I remember like, Johnny Helms Little Maniac for me was like such a big thing when I was a teenager. I was just like, wow. <laughs> and I haven't like Yeah, it was just like, I don't know, like like I said earlier, like I had never seen anything like that. And it was is just this, kind of different. Sorry, not to interrupt. Is this mm-hmm. green the only this oh, like yeah. pukey yep. pea green? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. Oh my sorry. God. Just roll, just roll with it. <laughs> sorry, V, go on. I didn't mean That's to interrupt. It's okay. You. I was just gonna say, um, and it's, I don't know, there's like something just like, I don't know, it, it like kind of hit a lot of the things that I was kind of feeling and thinking about as a teenager, I guess. So I think like, I don't know, there was like a strong, I had like a really strong connection with that word because I think it was kind of like the zeitgeist, you know, like it was the right moment, the right time, the right yeah. content. And I was just, and how do you feel about your content being like, yeah, I guess like uh, received really strongly for like a teenage audience. That's one of those. That's one of those things that uh, I still haven't come to any real satisfying conclusion to. It's weird thinking about. I, I I talk about it more than I actually understand it. I it's weird being part of someone's life. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. In that way, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's 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 strange to me, and I and I a part of me always wants to feel strange about it mm. you know I, I, I mm-hmm. i've got some fear of becoming complacent and arrogant mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> no i yeah. totally get mm-hmm. it yeah i mean every so not every but i there's there's i i guess there's like a running theme in all of my characters and that they're kind of pieces of shit <laughs> and so it makes me very sensitive it makes me hypersensitive to what it is that makes a person a piece of shit which isn't to say that i'm like a fucking angel or anything like that but there are just certain qualities where you're like okay i don't think i'm this person yet and that's good i don't want to be this person <laughs> you've made your own characters yeah. your your barometer for uh for yeah. shittiness <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like I make them. You have to be conscious of what makes a, a horrible person, and um, I don't necessarily think that being aware of it, it makes it obvious that it's because you're a horrible person. But I know what it's like. I know what um, why a person would think what they think. You know, to a certain extent, you have to kind of relate to how a person right. can mm-hmm. be shitty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and 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 it's it helps. It's it helps. I guess it'd be like. Like an alcoholic that keeps like just a fully stocked bar. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you. Do you feel like it kind of helps you like relate to them in some yeah. to some extent? Yeah. Um. Well, I, I don't even know if it if it's if it's about it, it helps me relate to them. I think you know I fear that I am them, and so it's mm-hmm. like I'm consciously <laughs> trying not to be them. So, because you know I think awful. People, I mean, who doesn't fucking love hideous characters who behave terribly? I mean, it's its its own genre. Like, people are fascinated with villains, and I've always been fascinated with villains, and I'm always disappointed when a villain isn't given, like, enough mm. attention. Yeah, that's always a bummer. You know, like, yeah. like, like every Marvel yeah, movie, yeah. you know? Like, it's like, it's like come on. Like, mm-hmm. give, give this guy a little bit more love. I love a good villain. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's just this 
running theme of characters who we were talking about we were talking about like uh you know kids or younger people liking liking johnny sure mm-hmm. and and it's it it goes even that far back like when i was working on johnny johnny was very much just a a villain to me but mm. there was definitely fun in presenting him as you know there's you, you know i'm i'm still a 19 year old writing a villain i don't know shit about <laughs> about the world you know but i'm having fun it was fun it was just fun to have a character that i thought was cool but also i didn't want to be him mm-hmm. there were things mm-hmm. that i would like to have qualities that i would have loved to have had that he possessed like he doesn't have to sleep mm. interesting mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. but he's not a good he's not a, he's not the good guy and i always knew that so mm-hmm. i guess if there was any discomfort it was in it's it's mostly popped up you know as i got older thinking like oh man i maybe it's good that i did obviously it worked out that i did it at the age that i did it but i don't think that i had the skill to pull off what i would like to have pulled off to have had like a cool character that was the villain that was as as likable as he was he was still obviously a piece of shit mm-hmm. yeah So what would you have rather, what would you have rather, like, what would you wanted to do more with it? There were, you know, it was there. It was all there. I just didn't, it it just maybe wasn't there in the right amounts. Because there's, you know, there there was a bit that pops up towards the end where Johnny says you're always a slave to something. And he says that, you know, it's from him, it's, it's an arrogant statement. He is the arbiter of truth. He knows everything. He knows who should live, who should die. He's telling Squee, you know, how to, you know, truths about the world, but it's just coming from one guy. Mm -hmm. You know, Johnny Mm -hmm. assumes that he is the end all be all and he's got all the answers, but he's just another, he's just another piece of shit in the world, Mm -hmm. you know? He's, he's, he's killing, like, he's not just killing bad people. He's just killing people. Mm-hmm, I see. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, I see what you mean. Well, one of, one of the funniest things, or I don't know, it, it's, it's a kind of funny, is I'll get, um, I'll get uh, fans who are not quite fans. They're just, they, they, they've gone dark. Oh, no. <laughs> there's, mm-hmm. there's, like, there's like a breed of fan that, you know, maybe they were fans at some point, and then something along the way turned them, and then they suddenly hated me. And uh, every time I would get emails or just any, well, now, you know, I get messages on Instagram or I'll just get, I'll still get emails. They'll write to, you know, talk shit about me or do whatever. But it's, it's, they sound like it makes sense that these people were fans of Johnny because when I look at Johnny's dialogue, I'm just like, he's, he's just insufferable. He's, (laughs) you know, he's, he's like, oh, you know, (laughs) It's really, it's it's almost kind of cute because it's like, yeah. you you yeah. aren't smart enough yet. You're not smart enough yet, but you're, so in trying to sound sinister and, and evil and intellectual, <laughs> it just kind of betrays their age and it just sounds like not, you know, you can tell that they're, they're usually very bright sounding but they just don't have the experience and they just sound like children trying to sound like Hannibal Lecter. I know. Yeah. I, I guess. Do you mm-hmm. feel like it's mm-hmm. sort of kind of like when people start idolizing like, you know, Rick or um, Walter White, where they like miss the point that the creator was trying to make that is like this character should not be idolized. Like this is like, you know, 
this is like a villain and it's we're just watching a villain that is like fun to watch but they see it and they start empathizing too much do you think it's sort of similar to that I think it's similar to that, but I think a lot of that is my fault, Johnny. It does, you know, to to a certain kind of person, he he he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, escape. like I I wanted him to be, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted him to be back then, but I also it's just like Zim, you know, I think Zim is much more obvious. He is a villain, but he's a buffoon. Right. <laughs> I I I have a fascination with arrogant villains. I have a fascination with arrogant heroes, people who to hopefully the audience you know, are clearly they need work. They they're not they they're they're not uh, done cooking yet, but they think they're above it all, and they see how things should be better and how things should be in general. And yeah. it's just fun to watch someone. You know, we just love watching. I love just watching idiots yeah. who don't <laughs> know that they're. That they're idiots, and, and, and as as you know, and part of that is just a fear that oh my god, I think I'm an idiot. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh god, I I don't want to be an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's a very relatable yeah, feeling. Definitely. I feel like uh, what yeah, with uh, Zim, it's like a lot more obvious because he's got like Gur and like uh, the other characters around him that can like kind of point finger, and also obviously like the. Um, Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm a terrible fan. (laughs) But like the elders, like who sent him? Oh yeah, the Almighty Tallest. Yeah, like they obviously make fun of him. So you know that, like as an audience, you know right off the bat, like okay, he's he yeah, he's an idiot. Like with Johnny, I think it's a little bit more of a delicate balance because there's not really anyone that's like no. And I think also because he takes care of Squee. There's like that thing where you're like, he's a right. good guy because he takes care of the little guy. Yeah, that's so kind of, I remember as a teenager, I, yeah, I, I, listen, you know what? I'll just, I'll just say it. I looked up, I, I didn't like look up to Johnny, but I was like, he's a cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, he's watching out for this little kid that he sees in a bad situation, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think you can, you can be a, a horrible horrible nightmare of a, of a, of a being and still have good qualities, you know? Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think that's why people like John. I, I think it's cause I, yeah, I also, there was like a, a year where I uh, definitely got very into Johnny and I, I had, I still have all those books, but like when you're, I think when you're that age, you're just looking for like escapism and you're looking for somebody to to look up to and when you're oh you guys are on a whole other page oh man yeah, yeah, yeah. we're on page two. Oh, oh, okay oh, yeah. oh this one's this one's cooler yeah we're just drawing your character <laughs> holy shit oh this is great <laughs> yeah and so like yeah you and and johnny kind of represents that i think it's like this cool you know sort of edgelordy uh it's because i was like goth adjacent in high school and i <laughs> really wanted i wish i wished i was goth but uh, I never quite got there. And so for me, Johnny was that. And I think I always understood that there was definitely a layer of humor and irony to it. Maybe not ever, not everyone oh, yeah. would. Oh, yeah. That's unfortunate. But but even all the the serious stuff and all the, you know, like the angsty stuff, like it's what I was thinking. A lot of it I was thinking and I was processing through all those things. And so, like, I think, you know, whether or not you intended it for that, I think that's why it kind of still resonates today is because teenagers go through the same shit year in year out this the self-loathing and the like thinking you're better than everyone and well 
I feel like also when you're a teenager, you're at that moment of your life when you want independence, but you're not ready to be independent because of like the expectations of society. So like with like money and like paying rent and all that stuff. So like your brain is almost there, but your status is just like still got a little mm -hmm. bit, a little way to yeah. go. So there's kind of this, yeah. You have nothing but time to think about right your version of the world oh yeah, yeah that's, that's true, true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I wonder... well well while someone's you know well you know if you're lucky yeah. while someone's taking care of you sure, sure. and uh worrying about <laughs> yeah. all of the uh yeah all the boring shit it's a lot of suburban kids that end up kind of being that way because i think it is it's like if you are if you're lucky enough to not have to worry about your livelihood or anything the you're still going to go through those same feelings of, you know, those growing pains, but they're just going to be channeled into weird things because you're like, where else do I put all this energy into? And so that's where you get like the mall goths and all that. Yeah, I never really, I never really got into all that stuff. I think I was, I, I had like aged out by that point. Like the, the whole concept of like goth mm -hmm. and stuff. I always associated goth with being more flowery and not, I, it wasn't my universe at all. Interesting. Mm, more like the cure kind of um no just just uh, pretentious mm, mm -hmm. <laughs> pretentious <laughs> and like i i i i just always liked people that weren't taking things too seriously not that i you know not that i don't have a flair for for drama mm -hmm. but mm. i just always connected goth with just try hard and uh yeah it just you know it, but but that's just my my like my, when i hear the word I just think mm. of, oh my god, this fucking program is terrible. Yeah, it blows. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. We're it's, sorry. It's, it's like I mean... it's like undoing my lines. Yep. That'll happen. <laughs> They're all gonna pop up in ten. Yeah, minutes. Yeah, you're gonna see what drawing you did <laughs> a minute ago. It sucks. We haven't figured out a better one. Anyway. I was gonna, I was gonna go back to kind of like a little bit of a timeline. So you said you were taking a little bit of like art classes when you were like uh, in high school, I guess. Mm -hmm. Were those kind of extracurricular, or were those kind of art classes that you took in high school? Yeah, well, around around junior year, I was I, I spent like a summer course at a, mm. at a college uh, while still in high school, mm -hmm. and um, mostly sculpture actually at that point. I was oh doing, yeah yeah, and that was great. I, I love that. Would you want to do more? Yeah, I'd love to do more three-dimensional stuff. Mm -hmm. It just feels good, especially these days. Especially these say. days. Like, mm. it would just feel nice to feel connected with materials a little bit more. Everything is, I mean, this program is really making Yeah, the digital I, barrier. <laughs> I, I got to say, well, I got into model kits because I just, yeah, like, I, I was staring at screens all day. And so I wanted something to do with my hands. Maybe you should get back into sculpting. Yeah, I I don't have like a good studio space uh, like I like I used mm -hmm. to. I I need to look into go somewhere else that has a. Uh, no, I I need space. I'm just gonna move out in the middle of nowhere yeah. where I can just have like a, a giant fortress. Go to the desert. Or, you know, ten dollars. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Ah, oh, that's the dream. Or just live in the desert. The desert will be my studio. Hey, a lot of people go to Arizona because of that. Because it's just all desert and rent is cheap. cheap. Yeah, it's like you buy a house for like ten dollars. Yeah. yeah, like um, you. So you were publishing Johnny in the uh, high school uh, newspaper. So first of all, kind of when did you decide to kind of take it to a publisher, or how did that happen? How did you make that jump from? it being in a in a high school newspaper to it being published 
It was a few years after, I think, not too long after high school. Was it my friend? Was it Brad? Crab Scrambly, friend of mine? He, I think I met them through... I, I made some friends through a friend, and I think he might have been working or just associated with them. They were doing a magazine. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They were doing a magazine at the time, uh, like a spooky magazine. Uh-huh. And uh, they were good people. They were very friendly. And uh, I don't know if I pitched it or if or if they brought it up, but uh, I just ended up doing Johnny as a comic in their magazine. Uh-huh. Mm. So it was like my first... <laughs> outside of high school publishing gig and uh it was it was well received it was you know it was just more johnny stuff at the time pretty pretty typical of the johnny mm-hmm. format you know someone gets hurt and then uh you laugh yes <laughs> and uh and then shortly after that i took a bunch of comics over to the my eventual publisher slave labor mm-hmm. graphics who you know they were doing stuff back in the day and um it it just really wasn't much of a process it was it, it was just very very casual yeah because you already had the comics done so you could just kind of like show it to them yeah okay. i didn't do anything original for that that was like, i was gonna call it a pitch package but it was literally just like a manila envelope full of just just loose comics and i was like here you go that sounds great <laughs> back in the day how how big was uh slave, slave labor, labor? Mm-hmm. they were very small they were they were they were they they, they had like maybe enjoyed some 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 like indie fame for some stuff in the I think late '80s. I think I'm not really sure, but um, you know when I when I was there, they were when I first met them, they were operating out of a TV repair place. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And then and then my comics did pretty pretty all right for them, and they you know I got to see them move into nicer and nicer digs and. They're not really publishing so much anymore. I think they're still around in name, but uh, they they they've converted their their space to like a like a performance oh, space for live like a, like a live venue. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. they they were in they did like uh, some kind of horror compilation that I was in once. That's my only real connection to, to SLG. But uh, what got the attention of Nickelodeon? Because I know they were just kind of sniffing around the comics. Yeah, the comics. Oh yeah, yeah. It was the comics. I think that was it was kind of like the early days of. Uh, well, I don't know if it was the early days, but for me, it was the my when I first became aware of uh, yeah, like exec studio execs trolling conventions and comic book stores for ideas. Mm. So Mary Harrington, mm-hmm. who was the eventual executive producer on on Zim, she found she saw, she saw Squee. So it must mm. have been around. Uh, oh wait, no. No, did she see Squee? What year was this? Uh, either way, she saw my comics and got a hold of me. She contacted Dan. She contacted Slave Labor. It's like, hey, we want to talk about, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to talk to Jonan about blah, blah, blah. And Dan put them in touch with me. And I met up with them and uh, we got Chinese food. That sounds nice. Just, they just picked my brain and I just thought, cool, I could maybe work on a cartoon. Before that, I had actually been approached by MTV. Mm. Oh, Yeah. And I uh, and I said no thanks. You know I'm working. <laughs> I'm working on. Uh, I'm working on my comic right now. I'm a little busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is which is so funny. And then I think by the time I was working on Squee, I was like coming. It was coming to an end. And so I I, I took the the Nickelodeon offer mm-hmm. more more seriously. And then it just kind of kind of like with pitching the comic. It it just the animated stuff just 
kind of happened. I don't know if that stuff happens anymore, but it was just so easy. Yeah, it's, that, that's not <laughs> that's how it not, goes anymore. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, it was just it just went, and there was really not a whole lot of resistance. How was the process like? Did you have to like uh, do a pitch with like a Bible and all that stuff? Or yeah, did you yeah, just we did a Bible. Um, we did a Bible. Mm-hmm. Did they help you with that, or did you kind of? I just sort of hacked one out with you know some friends, <laughs> and it was really mm. basic. It was a very basic Bible. I look back, and it's 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 like, oh my god, I can't believe this turned into a show. Yeah. It was just you know, it was a bunch of artwork and some some synopses and the mm-hmm. the, the general your typical pitch sort of setup, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, yeah it was I didn't I don't remember stressing out about anything. That's wild. That's that's <laughs> so not the current landscape of of development. No. Well, that's something that no. I was going to ask about because you 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 know like you're saying like you just kind of were approached and you pitched and it sounds like it all went really smoothly but you've also done some development work recently and like what's your perspective on that like do you feel like uh how much is how much has it changed and like is it for the worse or for the better oh it's god awful okay. it's god awful now yeah yeah it's i once had uh what's had an idea for a story about a machine that was designed to extract ideas from creative people's brains mm-hmm. to create a television sure. show, and it was and it was just to bypass the whole creative uh, mentality, mm-hmm. so that people who weren't creative could just harness. They needed they needed to you know someone to power the machine, so they would just hook up someone who had an imagination left, and they would just get ideas, and they could just program this person. They would just put a thoughts into their head, and they you know they'd get cooler versions of it on the other side. And uh, the machine was. It, it it wasn't perfected, so it, it there 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 were ways to to break it, and uh, you know there were like there was a, a small resistance force who was who would infiltrate and you know they would they would get jobs as technicians and they would break the machine, and every time the machine broke, the company would build it back a little bit better, knowing what the flaws are. And I always just imagined that the animation industry, or just you know any the entertainment sure. yeah, industry, was mm-hmm. was like that machine. Every time someone got away with something, we were like, oh shit, look, the uh, the artist actually you know got out pretty pretty decently. Quick, <laughs> the industry would be like, we cannot let this happen again. I feel like Adventure Time really kind of screwed people over oh, in a lot of ways because of that because of, because of how that happened because of Nickelodeon losing adventure time and not really seeing what uh, they had yeah, or yeah, just yeah. not or just or just you know making a, a, a decision that they regretted later on there's no way to know something's going to really do well sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know they lost it and then it went to cartoon network and then it became like a big fucking deal and nobody wanted to be nickelodeon again no one wanted to be in that situation they're like we cannot risk letting go of something and that made the machine even more insidious because it's so fucking hard to own anything i mean it was even before that it it just uh it made it made it so that the artist was gonna get even more screwed you know you these deals that are made and the timelines on which they're made and, and development development timelines and just like you know to 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 a potential creator mm. it's your life yep it's your life you're working in development for almost you know you're not making hardly any money oh god no you're not making mm-hmm. you're not making the kind of money that uh, is worth you know spending years and years and there's no real time limit on how long uh, development 
is going to last. So what sounds like good money for like a year or two suddenly becomes, you know, starvation wages. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, God, please, are you going to pick my show up or not? They're like, it's not ready yet. We need to change this and that. And you're like, dear God, I need to get a job so I can potentially get this job. Juggle multiple things. Yeah, I was going to ask you, by the way, like when you were working on comics, how was like, were you doing just that or did you have to get like a job on the side? I had a job on the side. I was working at a DVD place. <laughs> I was working cool. at a DVD place, which to me was like, oh, this is yeah. so fucking cool. Because <laughs> I got to, you know, I got to take movies home all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it was cool, although I hated it. Uh, but, you know, there were, mm-hmm. there were cool perks. I got to watch, you know, I got to watch movies all the yeah. time. And, uh, but I quit very quickly. Like, comics basically were paying me dvd money <laughs> so and so uh yeah i was yeah i was very i was very happy with actually making money because the comics were doing all right for slave labor they were selling they were like their top seller the johnny comics they were paying for my you know lavish dvd and video game sure. lifestyle <laughs> that's all you really need just dvds and video games and and then do you do you uh, are you okay with talking about very important house or would you rather not? I'm fine with talking about it because uh, I'd love to hear a little bit about that process because that's more recent. Obviously, that's what like six years ago, and completely. God, I don't even know. It feels like yeah, decade, yeah, like a million million years ago. <laughs> completely mm-hmm. different landscape as far as development and uh, and yeah, just I would love to hear about sort of like what what your process was with that. Um, that was a little different. That. I, that would never have happened if not for, for Jenny, mm-hmm. uh, J.R. Goldberg, mm-hmm. who, you know, I was in one of my dormant phases at that point. I had, I had been doing, um, I had pitched here and there, but not sincerely. I, had, I would get, um, you know, I had meetings with a couple of different studios. You know, people would reach out every now and then, like Cartoon Network and, and whatnot, and they'd be like, hey, you know, we'd like to meet up and talk ideas, and I would have meetings, and then I would have some idea that I thought was really cool, and then the meetings would go pretty pretty well, and then they'd, they'd generally, like, set up. They'd be like, hey, we want to have a follow-up meeting. Let's, let's, let's keep talking, and I'd be like, cool, and then I'd leave and think, I'm never coming back. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. I don't want to do this. Okay, because you, you didn't want to. Like you were like your heart wasn't in it. Oh, no, no, no. My heart was in my idea. Sure. I, can, uh, I, I would love my idea, and then I would right. just think, they're, they're going to fuck it up. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, it's not going to, this isn't going to, don't do this. Don't get, don't, don't do this. And I just, I would just, I would just not go back, you know? I always feel, I was thinking about this, I was thinking about this earlier because of, I think I saw a question from an interview from earlier, Mm -hmm. or maybe something that maybe they asked when you were, when you were asking people for questions. And Mm -hmm. I think someone was asking like, what have I been up to? Yeah, 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 there was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I go into these just hermit, like artistic hermit phases (laughs) where, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's like a classic character in a movie, basically Rambo. You know, he was, he, he went to war. 
<laughs> he served his country and now he's living yeah, in the yeah. forest or you know he's he's in the jungle and he's hiding out he, as far away from people as possible he, he's live he's <laughs> living on the land and every now and then you know the colonel will show up and be like rambo we need you for this thing <laughs> You know, and I'll be like, I'm never coming back. You know, I, I don't want to do it. Yeah, I've, I've, I did my part. <laughs> yeah, I did my part and I, uh, I'm never going it's back. Not my war. You can't, you can't. <laughs> so around that time, I, f- I forget what year it was, but uh, Jenny was working in animation. She was like, maybe just like kind of new. She was, I forget what she was working on, Secret Mountain, Ford mm-hmm. Awesome or some Cartoon Network stuff. And she was, you know, doing like the grunt work. She was on the ground floor. She was doing characters and it was, uh, you know, it was cool seeing her, seeing her go, go, go like up and up and up. But she had been wanting to pitch ideas. She had been wanting to like pitch her own stuff. And, uh, you know, she was nervous about, you know, coming up with her own ideas. She's more of a visual person. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really, she wasn't feeling confident in like storytelling and coming up with premises and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so at the time we were hanging out a lot and uh, eating lots of ramen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, ramen shops were popping up. It was that time of ramen shops popping up everywhere. And I'd just be like, oh. There was a moment. Huh? Yeah. And I'd, and I'd have to try all of them. I'd be like, oh my God, new ramen, new ramen. Let's go get ramen. And uh, at the time she was coming up with ideas, she was also like, constantly asking me to you know like give me help help me come up with stuff and i'm like no i don't want to i'm not go i'm not going back there you know i'm not going back to kids television i'm not going to do it and uh but i would i would i would to to help her i would come up with a bunch of bullshit ideas you know, <laughs> but like, and and, and it, 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 like, so, and they, they all depended on where we were. So if we were like walking through like, I don't know, a garbage dump, say we're walking through a garbage dump, I'd be like, Ooh, Ooh, what about, what about, a, what about a character that lives in the garbage dump? And you know, Come on, this is gold. Yeah. Oh my God. They live in the garbage dump and they're made of garbage and there's garbage everywhere. Uh, you know, and, uh, so we went to, um, went to, to a place here, uh, Daikokuya. Oh yeah, ramen place. Oh, it's so good. Everyone loves yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we went to the one in Monterey Park because I didn't want to wait in yeah, line. Yeah, that line is brutal. The Tokyo one. <laughs> Fuck that. The drive, the drive to the Monterey Park one is shorter yeah, than yeah. the wait for the little Tokyo one, and it's great. You just walk in, you have ramen. Totally. And uh, so we went there, and we're eating, and you know she was still doing the whole like, ah, oh, help me come up with ideas, and I would just try to be as annoying as possible in hopes that she would go. <coughs> All right, you know what? I gotta come up with my own idea. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you were. I like that you took this a little long detour. Like you, you don't want to wait in line for Daikokuya, but you are willing to throw a bunch of shit. Yeah, ideas just at her. To, yes. <laughs> bully her. Yes. Yeah. So we're sitting there. We're waiting for our ramen to show up, and uh, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. What about what about? Uh, it's a it's a little girl. And she she has to make like the ultimate bowl of ramen. Yeah, she has to make the ultimate bowl of ramen for aliens that are invading the planet. Uh, and if she doesn't, if it, she doesn't make the ultimate bowl of ramen, you know that's going to impress them so much that they'll think, "Hey, Earth is pretty cool because they make good ramen." Um, that they'll destroy the Earth. And uh, and then immediately, I was like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> <laughs> and and by the time we left that restaurant, very important house was pretty much 
fully formed. That's nuts. It was about a little girl that didn't have to, ju- you know, it wasn't just about a girl that had to make ramen for aliens. It was just like, that was just one story. It was about a little girl who had just all this responsibility mm. doing stuff for not just, you know, the people of her own planet, but, you know, she lived in this house and whoever lived in this house, basically it was the most important house in all of existence. And it was where people came to have their problems solved and didn't it matter what the problems were. And I just thought it was really funny if a little girl mm-hmm. would be called upon to like, and 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 a war on an oh alien God, planet, yeah. <laughs> you know. And she's like, "What what am I gonna do? <laughs> like, I'm I'm a, what the hell?" And it just turned into very important house. Yeah. And then I was kind of trapped. It was I was like, okay, now I <laughs> now I love this. Now I think this is really funny, and I think it's cool, and it's maybe this was Jenny's plan all along was to get you to, yeah. to throw your back. <laughs> yeah, she 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 played. Yeah, me. she played you. And uh, the plan was always to, like, I was going to be, you know, sort of the world builder and Jenny, you know, but with Jenny's, Jenny's like major input, like every idea I had was like, what could I put Jenny in? Like the little character was so much of Jenny mm-hmm. and things that Jenny liked, but with my, you know, I was definitely a, a personality in that world. And then the character ended up taking on more and more of like our own, like my, my, my traits and Jenny's traits. And it was just fun. It was fun to back and forth and come up with ideas until it just seemed like we knew pretty much from the time that we were driving away, we should pitch this. This is, this is, this is fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then um, it went to shit. The end. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty much the story. Yeah. Well, that's development. Yeah. Yeah, that that took so fucking long. It was it was such a awful awful just drawn out process. If it was like one or two years of our lives, it would have been like, well, that sucked, but it was, you know, one, two, three, four years of of just by the end it was just like just kill us. Yeah. Just let us let us go. <laughs> this this is this isn't you know the the, the unfortunate thing is you know, when they, instead of just saying no thanks, they, you know, they, they bought it and then said no thanks. So they basically ah. kept us from being able to do it anywhere else. It's part of that machine. That's the it's, shadiest shit. It's, 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 it's perfected. It's the machine perfected. Yeah. You know, it's like, we're not going to let you go off and potentially make something that may, maybe will become something we regret losing. So we're going to buy it and you don't have any rights to, develop it anymore anywhere it's so else. like incredibly toxic <laughs> it's, it's just... but it's it's but it's it's common it's yeah, yeah. So oh common. it's incredibly common right yeah you know there's nothing nothing about that process that is friendly for an no. artist you know the the, the 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 concern isn't like hey we don't think we are the right people to make this thing that maybe could be cool for the universe they don't care about that so so go go and you know good luck no it's it's all about we don't want to risk regretting losing this thing. Oh, man. So it is now ours. Yeah. And that that's and that is that's just that is ultimately heartbreaking, mm-hmm. you know? Like yeah. it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be mm-hmm. like that, but mm-hmm. yeah. It just becomes about not losing potential dollars. It's just it's just it's money and it's it's disgusting and it nothing there's nothing creative and artistic about 
that side of, I mean, of ultimately what it is, it's just, just a business, you know? But the, if at the very least oh, they yeah. would, like, buy it out, because, you know, like, scripts, like, I know um, studios will do that with ideas where they, like, buy a screenplay, and they'll give you a fat lump sum, and that kind of helps mm-hmm. swallow. It's like, well, if it happens, it happens, but here I can live on this money for the next year because I wrote this one thing. But that doesn't happen in animation, if, at least from what I've seen. It's like you... Well, there are... There are buybacks that, you know, you can buy stuff. Like, we technically could buy back. That's the, oh, I see. Yeah, okay. But it's. Um, most mm-hmm. likely with Disney still tagged on as some kind sure, of a partner. percentage or something. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but our buyback price was like nothing I had ever heard yeah. <laughs> from uh, people in similar situations. You know, uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it was outlandish and kind of impossible for us. Yeah. I was going to ask you a question and it's okay if you're not comfortable answering, you can just, but like, do you guys have an agent or a lawyer? Oh yeah. Okay. And even with that protection, you still got like kind of tricked. I mean, it's not even really a trick. I mean, we could have fought, we could have fought to not lose the rights. Um, but that stuff is, it's just rare. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just, it's it's an incredibly difficult thing to go into a situation now. Like no one will ever have the deal that George Lucas had with right, merchandising. Right. No one will oh, yeah. ever oh, yeah. have that ever oh, yeah. again. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think those things kind of still happen within like new mediums when it's people are caught off guard. You know, I think that like that's why you get like YouTube early YouTubers got it good because they were all like at the outset of all this shit. But then, like, even that has been played. And so now everyone's aware of how much money you can make on YouTube. So no one's getting the kind of YouTube money that they could be made. You know, so it's like, it seems like uh, those earlier concepts got lucky. They just straight up got lucky. Oh, hey, I keep, I'm late to the new pages. I love these frolies. Thank you. But yeah, so, yeah, so you went through that process. And uh, is there anything you've been working on lately? Any, like, projects? I know you probably don't want to talk about specifics, but... You know, with the start of um, with the start of the pandemic, with the start of the like all the lockdown days and stuff, I just I went into like a really weird version of my Rambo living in the forest kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I tried to not think about needing to do anything. Hmm. I live in a place where art and and creativity are a business, sure. mm-hmm. and. I feel like I've been here too long. I've been here way too long and it feels gross. And I just thought I needed to, like I'm aware that I haven't really been working on anything and I want to feel, I want to feel fine with not working. Does that yeah, make I sense? Yeah, I feel, I mean, I'm going through 100%. the same thing, yeah. I, like like mm-hmm. when I was coming up with all of the stuff that I did initially, it wasn't because I was trying to make like a hit or or do something that was going to take oh, over the yeah. world. It was just because it was just because this shit just pops up in my head regardless. And it's fun to live in these places in my head. It's just yeah. you know, again, it's going back to like being a little kid and just mm-hmm. doing it because it's fun because you can't help it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't help it. I I mean, every day I'm you know, flying around in my head sure. or I'm doing this or that. But to think of it in terms of work it starts right. to get really unhealthy and stressful and it's just gross. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I live in a place where so many of the conversations that I hear are about the business. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And I've always, I don't know, I just, you know, that part of me uh, that is still so much that little kid that just wants to talk about the cool ideas and like, oh, I made up this dude and you can do this thing and oh shit, imagine this monster. If, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I love that. It's vital. And um, after the Zim movie, you know, I was, I was in a weird place. And then, you know, with this lockdown thing, I think I was still in that weird place and I just kind of, I just sort of, I, I wouldn't say I shut down. I just tried to not think that I had to do any of these things and, and hopefully something would just pop up that felt like, okay, this feels like something I'm willing to lose my mind over mm. and, and, and jump back into a situation where, you know, I'm being told what to do by people that I hate <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or hopefully people that I like. No matter what, that's the outcome. Well, I mean, it usually turns into that. Yeah. Like working on the Zen movie was one of the best experiences of my life. It was, it started off so good and then it turned bad. Mm-hmm. Not, but because, because all those people, all those people that you know made it so good, they they left, right. you know, they they left and went off to other studios, and suddenly we were just kind of just left hanging with no real support, and it was it was rough, you know. You want yeah. for you want for your crew, you want for your show, you want for yourself to be in a good and uh, healthy, nurturing environment, and we found ourselves just sort of this like hideous, you know attic baby that uh they 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 just didn't want to deal with you know we were just this thing they inherited that they didn't necessarily Mm -hmm. green light but Mm -hmm. there were you know it's just studios change you know the ownership changes hands so you know i'm I, i work on stuff but i work on stuff when it i feel like like i can't help it that's that's and great. And if I don't feel like I have to, well, no, it's not great because I need to eat. That's fair. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's fair. Well, I guess yeah. I don't know what your situation is, but like if if you are able to do that, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm a- I'm able to, but I don't think I can do this indefinitely. Sure. You know, it's it is a luxury. It's a luxury to think maybe this is gonna make me feel better, and like, and, and and to be able to try it. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. You can always go back to the DVD. Yeah, show. you can I guess, go back I guess to those were gone. Uh. Like, there's moments. There's moments where I think, oh, this is great. Like, it'll be you know, like five in the morning. I can't sleep, or six or seven in the morning. I can't sleep. I get up and I just start putting. You know, I have a wall now that I, I'm like sticking ideas to, uh, for fun, uh-huh. and. You know, I don't, there's no structure. There's absolutely no structure in my life. So my hours are whatever the hell I want them to be. And if I don't have to sleep, I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I in bed miserable? Like I need to fucking get up and just do something until I pass out and I'll just, you know, I'll, I, I have ideas. I have plenty of ideas. It's kind of like um, when I was telling you about pitching ideas before i have a bunch of ideas you know because i'm me i look at them and i'm like these are the greatest ideas mankind has ever invented oh my god look at all these look at all these amazing things and i still am not at the point where i think i'm ready to take this out i'm ready to take this out into the field and try it you know and pitch this to someone i i don't know i don't know you know I, i i like to think that eventually i'll feel like forced to do it because i'm like my god i i don't have shoes anymore and i'm eating yeah, you sawdust, got like a barrel you know? of suspenders that's the only clothing yeah and it's and again i feel like that's incredibly privileged to fetishize the the creative 
the creative uh, impetus of poverty. (laughs) 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 You know, it's like, oh, how cool will it be when I have no choice and have to pitch this stuff? So, you know, I'm constantly working on stuff. It's just a matter of when am I going to feel like I have to do this? I have like, I kind of have, you know, I have admiration for people who are just very lizardy and they pitch stuff because they're like, oh, you know, it's a business to them. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, I got so many ideas and I'm going to pitch so many ideas and I'm going to, and when I get a show greenlit, I'm going to move on to the next thing and pitch a bunch of ideas. I, I cannot, like, for me, it's incredibly daunting because I know that when I have something to work on, that becomes my universe, sure. you know? Mm-hmm. I, I I have to split the sort of adult brain of running a show with the the part of my brain that still loves living and imagining these other worlds. Like, I I love it, but at the same time, I, I feel like it's incredibly harmful and unrealistic to... <laughs> to to daydream as much as I do. Yeah, I mean, I relate to that. I think it's tough. I, there's definitely artists that um, I see on Twitter, like success. I mean, I'll just name drop. Like um, Pedro Boli, like blows my mind because like he he did like Cupcake and Dino, but like he's got like I think he's had th- oh, yeah. three different shows under his belt, and he just he just goes out there and pitches concepts, and then like if they land, they land. If not, he moves on, and like. I, yeah, it's like I respect that. I cannot function that way either. It's like I can't just come up with a little concept and pitch it and move on. Like I, I'm working on a couple, uh, two pitch bibles right now, through all my burnout, through all of this, you know, shit, and it is, it is fucking taxing because I'm trying my best to like not have the network voice in my head to to do what you describe, which is that like, that's it though, yeah. like. It's good to not have the network voice in, in your head, and the network doesn't... Oh, I still have it. I like, still have it in my head. I, I wish I didn't, yeah. Yeah, you got to get rid of it. I wish I could. Even the network doesn't want you that in your head. No, they don't. That's, yeah. They want They want to feel like they've found something new, even though they're terrified <laughs> of ever doing <laughs> anything new. It's a it, It's a terrible place. It's a terrible place to be. Imagine, imagine being a network executive. Like, you have to have a certain amount of sympathy. Yeah. What, what a nightmare existence. It's tough. You're constantly... <laughs> constantly terrified of making any kind Mm -hmm. yeah asserting any kind of identity in your decisions that then could be traced back to when mistakes are made that's Uh the person who has to get fired Uh and you're constantly split between this sort of double think of give us what we know works but what we've never seen before at the same time yeah it's it's impossible to know it's an yeah, impossible task. It's crazy. I, what a nightmare. I have sympathy for, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I I think that there's a lot of like exec bashing that I've definitely seen. And I've been lucky to have good execs. And um, I have friends that are executives at networks. And like they're all doing their goddamn best. Like I know that they care. A lot of them care about animation. I can't speak for every one of the execs. But but like, yeah, I know I know execs that uh, that do care. And uh, it's like you said, it's like this impossible task that's put in front of them. And it sucks because it's like no one's allowed to take a risk. No, at the, end of the, at the end of the day, none of them are allowed to take a risk. And those risks are always what pays off. Like always, always, always. Those are the shows that do well. The Adventure Times, the SpongeBob's and like it's a gamble. It's a gamble. 
They should yeah. be their jobs should be protected no matter what. That's how I feel because then they take more risks. As far as as far as executives go, I feel like there should be a certain amount of you know kind of how there's like sensitivity training, or interesting. <laughs> I not just I mean if if I had. It sounds like, you know, this sounds like such, you know, fantasy kind of stuff and probably very unrealistic, but that's my favorite mm -hmm. stuff. <laughs> We're imagination wizards. I feel like every executive should have creative experience. Yeah, I, I Every think so. single one of them. And there are a few, some of my favorite ones. Like, uh, part of what made the Zim movie such a dream at the start was that our executive in charge, our, like, liaison between New York and uh, the studio, mm -hmm. was... You know, he had, he came from, he came from the, a creative environment. He he was a showrunner himself back in the day. He worked on a show called Pete and Pete for Nickelodeon. Oh, Viscardi, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Viscardi was, Chris Viscardi was, he was like one of the best things about working with Viscardi's Nickelodeon awesome. at the time. You know, when I was working on, uh, when I was working on the movie, or when it was announced that I was working on the movie, I got so much of like, oh my God, Jordan's working with you know Nickelodeon again. What's wrong mm -hmm. with him? Or ah. um, people think of people think of networks as as people, or as like these unchanging things, like like they have right. a personality. When in reality, so they're true. just these like they're the, the, these like nightmare Voltron things that are, you know are constantly change, changing components, and that changes. The personality of the thing it changes what they're looking for it changes how they react to stuff it's just it's just different like the nickelodeon that i was developing that you know that i worked on the original zim for was very different from the one that i did the movie for mm -hmm. the one that i did the movie for so many of those people you know they were underlings uh back when i was working on the show and they weren't calling the shots but up. as time mm -hmm. As time went on, they moved up and they kind of, they were fans of Zim. Mm -hmm. And also it didn't hurt that Zim had kind of established itself as a thing that wouldn't die, you know? <laughs> so even, even, even as like a, like from a lizard brain perspective, they're like, hmm, this, this has attention still. And this has, this has value still. So Viscardi was part of that. He was so supportive and you know even dealing with him as our executive uh with you know with notes and stuff his, the notes were never like this is ridiculous they're just they, they were just like yeah okay you know even if i didn't agree with the notes it's like i get where this is coming from yes that's yes, yeah that's as good as that's you as good as you can hope for yeah I, f I felt the same way going through my development process like for for the most part all the notes i was getting were like i understand where this is coming from it's usually like i know there's pressure <laughs> from the other end and they know they know what is going to bump against the the network you know like viacom viacom or whatever and so mm -hmm. they're just trying to predict those things ahead of time and i could always kind of feel it and i was like okay right i understand <laughs> it's like yes sure we'll do this stupid thing yeah viscardi is great i forget what god is talking about this but yeah viscardi is great he's 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 a he was really, yeah he was really supportive good thing yeah when we started there were so many creative executives and uh, oh, that's what we were talking about we were talking i feel like it should be mandatory that everybody who's telling you what to do understand what it's like to have them tell you what to do yeah. <laughs> did you ever meet uh brandon he was on the show at one point and he was an exec at nick i think around that time brandon hong 
I don't think okay. so. No. Um, when for the Zim movie, my my uh contacts were mainly Viscardi, like in the early days. Viscardi, Phil Rinda, okay, of course. Also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Another one. Another one who's just like, yeah, he gets it. Yeah, I love that idea. We've talked about it on the show before, and um, I really hope that changes kind of going forward. Is that we see more creative creatives getting into that side of things more because it boy do we need it <laughs> like it's really it really makes the whole process smoother but uh anyway enough about that shit enough yeah. about all that development garbo tell us a little bit about like your influences and what kind of stuff revs your creative engine let's start with this what are your like top three things that you admire and um kind of want to live up to, if that makes sense. I mean, off the top of my head, you know, just ever since I was a child, and most of my, st I, I get it from movies, movies, books, mm -hmm. and video games. Mm -hmm. Less so comics, less so, like comics and animation are things that I, you know, started paying more attention to intellectually uh, as I got older, but you know, I, from childhood, just video games, <laughs> because it's all there it's all there motion and sound and design and you know movies and, and just books if you're asking about something specific yeah. if you have anything yeah like a favorite game favorite movie favorite oh book. god i don't have any favorite anything yeah no there's just too much i i, I refuse to try and like, <laughs> lock down any of that some stuff. of the titles that m might be popping in your head right i mean i already mentioned sure. aliens and war of the worlds lots of science fiction lots of horror like I think I saw someone asking about Cronenberg. Just a lot of a lot of horror, like a lot of, I guess, less so than specific things. Just like sources, like David Cronenberg. Sure. I there's just something. I know. I know it, his his stuff isn't comedy, but it kind of is. It's it's absurd. Yeah. Well, it's surreal. Any any horror, any horror mm. could equally could even could just as well be comedy mm -hmm. and that's that's i did an interview interview recently where i kind of went way deep into that <laughs> and i i maybe talk about that a lot is just mm -hmm. how much i love horror as a source of comedy and how just mm -hmm. they were i think specifically they were asking me about where my fascination with like body horror comes from i think they were because it was a zim interview and they were asking about stuff like rise of the zit boy or dark harvest where there is a lot of body horror and uh mm -hmm. i just you know, I, I, ever since I was, ever since I was, I was little and it's never really gone away. Just being alive is one of the most horrible things <laughs> I can think of. And, 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 you know, they were asking like, why did I put that into in a kid's show? And I'm like, because kids are, kids, alive. kids are meat. Kids are alive and they're made they of gotta meat. gotta learn. Yeah. You know, kids are alive and they're made of meat. And there's a certain point I early on, very early on, you know, kind of freaked out about, oh, my God, like I'm made of meat and, and I don't control all of it. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trapped in this thing and so much can go wrong. And you when you start thinking about that, when you start obsessing over how easily your meat can break yeah dude i try my <laughs> best or, not to think about oh it. my god i i feel like i when i was a kid i was like so hyper aware of like how breakable bones mm -hmm. were and i was there was a point i was scared of like going downstairs because i was so worried of slipping <laughs> a step and then that would just break everything in my body <laughs> yeah 
and and even and even even better. I mean, and this is all stuff that just sort of informed storytelling because I, I I'm, I'm fascinated with the idea of what we think of as us, what we think of as like like I look at my hands right. and, and and like those are my hands, but they can come right off. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and then just the thought of being altered, the thought mm-hmm. of like, and, and that's, it's so funny, but at the same time, it's funny because of, it's like a giddy kind of funny mm-hmm. that it's like, it's funny, but it's horrifying at the same time. Mm-hmm. The idea of your body being altered and that stuff just, you know, I think, I think kids pick up on that, you know, it's, it's like funny to them, but at the same time, it's like you, they can't, they can't look away because there's some like, really creepy fascination with being changed you know like zim turning into baloney yeah god that episode is funny as hell to me but at the same time <laughs> think about you becoming baloney <laughs> you know you're not gonna be laughing that episode just straight up ends on that shit and it freaks me out every time i'm like oh god we're just not gonna we're just not gonna come back to that huh so, so, you know, when you're talking about stuff that like really inspired me when I was a kid and I watched David Cronenberg's The Fly, it was, oh my God, when you, when you, when you, <laughs> when you think about that on the surface, you th- you go back to like the Vincent Price version and it's, you know, it's cheesy. It's like, he, 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 yeah. it's funny. But at the same time, even that's a nightmare presented yeah. in a kind of cheesy fifties manner, but it's, it's a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And then David Cronenberg just like one upped it by making it so human and so it still sounds like a fucking joke. A guy turns into a fly. But, you know, when I saw that, the way that it was handled, I, it was just a complicated, a very complex mix of, of emotions and reactions of like, okay, for one, the artistry. I understand this isn't real life. People made this. Artists made this. Writers wrote this. This is like a miracle of things coming together and working. On, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's like, this is amazing. I want to do this. I want to be someone who contributes to something that works on this level and affects other people the way it affected me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like the artistry of like, holy shit, this mm-hmm. is awesome. And then there's just that part of me that like, you know, especially when you're a kid who understands that things are fake, but at the same time, they're still real. It's like, yeah. I can't wait until I see someone turn into a fly. You oh, know, man. it's like, oh man, mm-hmm. this is like, I can't, that, that, that's, that's where it's like, I put all of that into very important house. It was this idea of, it's not a matter of how cool would it be? It's a matter of, it's a matter of how cool will it be when all of these fantastic things happen to me, when I get to see all of these things that I dream of. And, uh, and so when, you know, I just have so many memories of watching movies and being in that kind of half here, half there of like, this is amazing work, but also this is fascinating and I want to see this in real life someday. And then that, I think that set me up for like serious disappointment because, you know, so far I haven't, I've seen no not ghosts. Not a single I've ghost. <laughs> no, no ghosts, no aliens, no monsters. And, um, that you know of, you know, it, and so I'm, I'm jealous of people who had all their dreams sort of like stamped out of them early on because uh, they're not as they're not as probably let down as I am. Maybe it's maybe it's like a men in black uh-huh. situation. You never know. Yeah. You know, that weird guy that's yeah. in the convenience store. Maybe he's an alien. 
You never know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I like to be. Yeah. Maybe life is just too subtle. Yeah. I'm on the glass half full side of that. It's just too subtle. Have you watched that Unsolved Mystery episode on Netflix about all these people who got abducted by aliens in that area? Man, this is so, like, interesting. Those are thoughts really fast. (laughs) Those wackos. Uh, Anyway. It's still still the spookiest theme song in all of television. That and X-Files. Yeah. X-Files freaks me out, and I'm 31 years old. We got a lot of good questions from Twitter. Uh, Some of them we actually kind of answered organically. But let's see, what was it like being in charge of a show without having any experience of the industry? Was there any guidance or were you just suddenly given responsibility over all of the show right away from chaotic cat? Yeah, it was a little bit of both. Uh, like I said, at the time, I I wasn't I think that was the best thing about it. I think it uh, it helped me as I didn't quite understand the situation I was in. And so I didn't worry about it. I was like, well, it's just another thing that I'm that I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to, and I'm going to do it amazingly. And, uh, but yeah, Nickelodeon definitely, you know, Nickelodeon was aware of the fact that I, I didn't have a whole lot of experience. So they put people in place, whether I thought it was a good idea or not. Um, some were, some weren't. Uh, so they put, you know, more seasoned professionals in place with me to help me get stuff done. But, uh, it was just, I don't know. It's, it sounds weird. I felt like, well, this just makes sense, you know? Mm -hmm. It, it, I, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's part of, I guess it's a little bit of, you know, that Zim thing of like, of course, of course I have my own show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, of course this is, I, of course this is what I do and now I'm doing it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I don't know if it's, if it's awesome. It sounds. <laughs> I just love that. I just love that you were able to be in that headspace at all. I think like, just like imagining being in that headspace for me sounds just like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. From at Sean Acherson, how do you find the perfect balance between disturbing and funny? That's stuff that I don't think about so much. Kind of comes naturally. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I don't really think about like, how can I make something as fucked up as possible? Yeah. (laughs) Make it weird. There's just, it's just, it's like I said, there's, it's just, there's certain things that I'm attracted to, things that have always fascinated me. And so I do my own take or, you know, things influence what what I do. And I don't, I'm aware of the fact that like I'm going for a certain thing, but I don't, I'm not as aware of like a balance. You know, I think maybe a better writer (laughs) would, uh, (laughs) would, would, would have a a formula for that sort of a thing. I just kind of do what feels, I I think it's much more emotional for me. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, there's just things that I have just like a natural reaction to. And I think, ooh, I'm going to do that. Like, I fucking love parasites. I love parasitism. And, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's nature. And the idea of something not giving a shit. You are vital. You're vital to its survival. But it doesn't think of it in those terms. It just thinks, well, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it doesn't even think of the, con- it doesn't have any concept of you other than that's the thing that I need to, to complete my life cycle. Mm-hmm. You're, you're just home to something. You're just a thing to be used. And that's, that's, that's as upsetting and disturbing to like, like that's the ultimate disturbance to a human being. We think of ourselves as these, you know, holy individuals. We are just these you know, untouchable mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I'm me. 
and then to everything else in the world you're just more matter yeah you know it's it's, it's offensive to us and i it's 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 incredibly fun to play with that and that stuff pops up in in so much of my work but i'm but yeah it, I, I don't i don't i don't know it's a weird it's a weird i get the question but it's not it's not one of those things that i think sure about. you can't articulate it yeah i feel like there's like there is definitely like uh thread and oh, yeah. what you think is funny with like for example thinking like all these like characters who are like arrogant and or stupid <laughs> it's kind of like arrogant, a lot of arrogant and stupid yeah, mm -hmm. yeah and and like the way you describe a parasite kind of yeah that definitely <laughs> i uh i think about the scene <laughs> i think about the scene when zim is on the bus a lot because like i feel i relate to that so hard especially when i go out into the world and now even more so where i just everyone is disgusting and like lifting up their masks to cough and like and i just think of him on the bus and it's like that squealing like that perfect sound design of like the high pitch sound and like the baby and i i just i think you capture such a, a specific emotion that not everyone carries in them but if you have it, that like, I don't know, I guess it, I don't want to call it like sociopathy, Mis misanthropy, misanthropy, <laughs> yes. misanthropy, yes, that's a good one. That's, it's like that, it, man, it, it, it's captured so well because it's like, God, I just like, I, I hate being out in the world sometimes <laughs> just like seeing how gross people can yeah. get. Yeah. So funny. Let's see. From, from at Derek Malik Joe, I remember back you said the Turtles was your biggest influence and others, but what are recent series, TV shows, animations, games, et cetera, that has inspired you and influences you today? So like, what's a recent thing that you uh, have been really into? I haven't really been, um, I haven't really been keeping up with, I mean, I'll watch, um, I'll watch movies now and then, but series, uh, I don't know that there's any one thing that is like the biggest thing in the world to me right now. There's stuff that I've liked. Like what's out there animation wise? The last the last the last cartoon that I watched that I was like super into was Gumball. And oh, that yeah. was Oh yeah, that one was As far as like kid great. stuff goes, I mean Gum, Gumball Hall? Gumball was crazy inspiring. I've been watching uh like I don't I, I, there's things that I'm watching and maybe they'll maybe they'll become something uh bigger to sure. me, but um as far as like animation goes, I've started watching a couple of episodes of that Invincible show. Oh yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. like that, oh, yeah. that show on Amazon. Mm -hmm. It's pretty fun. You know, it's it's nice to see it's it's still pretty sincere sort of superhero stuff. And I'm not a big superhero person, but I like good storytelling yeah. and I like, you know, fun characters and it's it's been entertaining. I've I've liked it. So you know what? Like I I started it too and uh, I've read through the whole comic. I don't really read superhero comics either despite what people might think. I don't, um, I have a weird, we sound like such we're assholes such, like people yeah. who are like, Oh, I don't have a television. Yeah, I don't have cable. <laughs> I don't uh. have cable, but, um, I, I don't really read superhero comics, although I have a weird encyclopedic knowledge of it all. I don't know how that happened, but like the comic for Invincible, I think has a lighter tone than the show is so far from what I've seen. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think that it, it, um, way more tongue in cheek, way more like. Yeah, like I started watching the pilot and I was like, oh, this is taking itself very seriously. And like n not yeah, to was, knock yeah. what they're doing because I think they know the audience they're trying to hit. But it, but the comic is, I would suggest reading the comic because it, it like, it's hmm. way, it, it's a little sillier. Maybe not as much as you might want, but like, I like how self-aware it is throughout the whole thing. 
What about um? What about uh, adult cartoons? Have you guys like watched BoJack or like? I watch BoJack. Kimberly yeah, I I really like BoJack. I like yeah, BoJack. Yeah, BoJack is. Yeah, it's one of it was it was one of those things that when it ended, I was just like, man, they made a good thing. Yeah, that's uh, mm-hmm. like just genuinely impressed. Mm-hmm. It was, I don't know if you feel like this falls in the into the realm of uh, of animation, even though it was definitely looks animated. What was that uh, Amazon show? Oh, I know what you mean. Amazon. Oh, Undone. Undone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rosa. I... Um, I loved Undone. Yeah, it's really good. I read like recently. I absolutely loved Undone. Bob Odenkirk, right? Yeah. Raphael was a part of like worked a little bit on Undone as well, or a lot. I have to double check, but um, he he's all like he's BoJack and Undone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that show's good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I appreciate like uh, you know I I even dig uh, Invincible. It, it does for adult animation. Yeah. It's it's not like you know tits and cussing. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, you know, it's it's. I mean, there's definitely violence and exploding heads and stuff, but it it does, it it it's it's better. It's 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 an improvement on what I generally associate with adult animation. Um, I love BoJack, but I don't necessarily think of it as an inspiring for animation. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of more like it's more what I imagine when I think of adult animation. It's sort of like just you know celebrity voices mm-hmm. with. You know, the 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 focus isn't on the animation and the animators. Not right, I see. They, yeah. mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the writing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's all the writing and then the voice cast and stuff. I mean, and but there's good there's there's shows that are, you know, they fall into that category that you know I don't necessarily love that attitude, but I I do like the shows, um, even if they're ugly as shit. <laughs> like what's what's the um. What's the other Netflix one with all the penises and the... Which one? <laughs> Big Mouth? Paradise PD. Big Mouth. No, penises, Big Mouth. I hear penises. I think of Big Mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I like Big Mouth, but it... I I really wish that there was more of a focus on making things look yeah. good and taking pride in the animation. I feel like it's just... That sort of stuff only makes it easier to point at and go, we don't need money for, we don't need no yeah. budget for animation. Look, that's yeah. a hit. And you're like, yeah. yeah. But- I can only think of Primal, and that's the only one that is, Ooh, is an yeah. adult animated thing, and it looks awesome. And that's just Gendy's pure star power, just like being able to. Yeah, well, it's it's his star power, and it's fucking Studio La Cachette yep. doing doing way too much work for probably not enough yes. money. Probably not enough money, yeah. Yeah, well, they care. I think that's usually what it comes down to is they're just they're just into it. They just like the work. Yeah, I almost did something oh, really? with them um, at the start of all this. Yeah, there was a love, death, and romance yeah, yeah. thing that didn't that didn't happen. But um, oh, and probably for the best, it was not a, an idea that I like. You know, I I saw ways of making it make make sense for me, mm-hmm. but um, there's not a whole lot of playing with the idea uh, when you do one of those. You just kind of are handed a thing and you kind of do it or you don't do it but uh yeah. and hopefully whoever picked it up does something cool with it because i always want to see more cool things but yeah cool things are nice uh that's the takeaway from this <laughs> cool things are nice <laughs> cool things are nice question from at sticky eye any desire to work on a, yeah i know off to a bad start uh any desire to work on a set again after the shut me up music video or nah after many hours and oh. blasting at you and editing has it been long enough you can listen to the song again <laughs> that's a funny oh one of the uh one of the things that i uh 
that I've been working on. One of like the big takeaways, I'm actually happy that, um, you know, I'm not happy that all kinds of people died. But one of the good things, one of the good things about, you know, a, a plague taking over mankind and uh, <laughs> and and being locked in my home for like over a year now is uh, one of the big ideas that I've been working on definitely came from all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, it's 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 a live action thing. I would love to do something uh, different. I would love to do mm. to work in live action, and uh, yeah, I love animation. But the thing that I the thing that I came up with is definitely a live action idea. So That's cool. yes, yeah, I would love to find myself on a set again. Someday. Would you do another music video? Yeah, yeah, that was really fun. Uh, that, I mean, uh, that stuff is so attractive. The idea of going. Like like I said, kind of like with the turtle short, just something that's just short form, where you can just cram in as much visual, you know, idea as you can, and just music videos are a great place to just experiment with stuff. Mm-hmm. You did the video for White too, right? Yes. Yeah, that's a fun one. Yeah, that was so stupid. <laughs> it's it was so it's dumb. silly. I like that video. I mean, it seems like you yeah, guys filmed it in a you. in a room, and that was it. That was yes. that was the extent. Yeah, of it. I think we filmed it like on a phone, or like it just it was just trying to make it as crappy as possible. But I I would like to flex a bit more. <laughs> I think it'd be fun to do something that was maybe a little more a little bit more ambitious. Although that worked for that video for the white video, it was it was kind of the point, but. It's so goofy. Well, yeah, you work within a budget. It's it's like the restraints sometimes. Oh, are, yeah. There's just no yeah. budget. That was that was left rights, right? That wasn't MSI. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can probably also ask about creative block, um, if that's. Well, I guess maybe you kind of went over it with like bit. your permit phase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, as far as as far as like having actual creative block goes, I don't think. I have like my own version of it. I never want for ideas, mm-hmm. you um, know, ever. It's one of like, it's just, it's, it's a passive ability that I didn't put any skill points <laughs> on. It just, it mm-hmm. just is mm-hmm. a thing I can, I, you know, and I, I've, I love doing that. I love just coming up with ideas and then getting to that place where I think, oh yeah, no, that could totally be a thing. And then I just throw it in the pile, you know, and then, I walk away. It's more. It's more a matter of, and I don't think I'm alone. It's more a matter of doing right. it, and it it doesn't. It doesn't feel like a block. Like I just can't. It's a matter of finding that place in my brain where I think I am now ready to mm, yeah. become miserable over this. <laughs> <laughs> you it's know, like falling in love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's you know commitment issues. It's definitely commitment issues. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you feel like yeah. I sometimes think about this, that like creativity is kind of a muscle and that like if you worked it out early enough in your life, like if you're the kind of kid who was doing a lot that it it just strengthens it for the rest of your life, because I, I feel the same way. Like I've never really been creatively blocked. It's the work that gets harder for me, like actually finishing it. And right. um, yes. And I wonder if that's just something that, you know, different people worked out different parts of their creative brains or just their brains in general and i wonder because i i don't think that it, it it's like something we're like born with you know i think it's just it's a muscle yeah maybe i don't know i don't know i don't again it's one of those things where you know it's fun to sort of ponder but i don't ever feel like aha i have i am satisfied with 
my conclusion, and sure. now I sure. know. It's just I've I've always been this way, and uh, I think you know obviously you can always improve. Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't think I've Im- I don't think I've focused on improving um, like visually. I never think of myself as like the the most talented artist in the room, and I've never really aspired to it. I always look at people like I look at you guys and I think you guys are fucking amazing. Aww. You know, I look at your work and I think, holy Thank shit, you. I would love I would love to steal their powers, even if it meant that they die in the process. It's like Siler <laughs> from <laughs> Europe. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Holy shit. I was just Remember? now yesterday. That's Remember so Siler? crazy that you brought that up. Yesterday, for some reason, I was trying to probably because I've been watching Invincible and he plays that robot yes. man. I was trying to think of for some reason, I was thinking of Zachary Quinto and thinking, is it Quinto or Quinto? Quinto, Zachary yeah. Quinto. I'm going to say Quinto. I'm going to say Quinto. I was thinking about him and thinking about when did he first enter my life? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> like, not, not that it mattered, but I completely forgot yeah. that he was. I was like, was he in Heroes? And I couldn't remember a character that he played in Heroes. But you're I'd right. Say, for Holy some, shit, that's crazy that you brought that up. He, I never watched that show. I, I tried and I didn't like it, but. For some reason, that stuck with me, that that he, that he would rip people's brains open, and that's how he stole powers. Because I was, I was right. like, "That's sick. That's a good villain." Yeah, I, uh, I like, I, 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 most of the people that I know, I think, are like Jenny. Jenny is one of the best artists mm-hmm. that I know. She's incredible. Mm-hmm. But so many of these people that I know are, they have such. <laughs> They have such like identity issues when they see other people's work. Like, I think you guys are fucking amazing, but you know, mm. I, I would never give up what I can do. Sure. <laughs> to, oh, that's good. Yeah. I know what you mean though. I feel like it's definitely a process. I mean, for, cause I feel like I relate to like the identity issue, like for a long part of my artistic career, I was like, uh, I'm. I'm terrible, like, I'm not going anywhere, blah, 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 blah. And, like, I don't know. Recently, I just kind of, I guess a couple years back, I had a, like, a moment where I was just like, well, what if I just didn't give a shit? (laughs) And then it's nice. It's nice to not give a shit. (laughs) It's not, not, and and, and not, like, not giving a shit in in the sense of being apathetic. It's just, it's like, I have a particular set of skills that make me, that make me the best at what I do. Um, yeah. and, and at a certain point, you just kind of have to have a kind of like punk rock attitude and be like, and, and, and it sounds arrogant, but it's like, I, y- y- you, you do what you do. And if you don't think that you're the best at doing it. And, and I know that's such a weird thing to say, cause so many people have, you know, there's not everyone out there has that kind of confidence and I don't even know that it, how deserved it is, but I'm fortunate enough to be so deluded <laughs> that it doesn't hold me back. That's not what's holding me back. Like, like that's how horrible um, my problem is. Speaking of like a creative block, how horrible, how fucking arrogant is it for me to think, I don't know if I'm ready to pitch this because then it's going to become a big deal and I'm going to have to put up with all the bullshit of, you know, like that's, that's not a bad problem to have, even though it, Mm, I don't think it's the right. It's in the right uh, proportions because clearly it keeps me from actually going out there and doing stuff. Uh, I I I think it'd be cool to have more shows. You know, on uh, you know, I, it just more notches. You know, every time I do a show, I carve a line yeah. in my arm with a <laughs> fucking you know a hunting knife. Oh, yeah. Um, and I've got 
got one line in my arm, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 So, you know, I don't think, I, I don't think it's inspiring my, how, you know, my, my problem of thinking that I, I'm not ready to put up with the bullshit for some idea that I think is amazing. But I think it's always interesting for other people to hear that though, like a different like perspective on how to approach art and how to approach creativity, because it's true that sometimes like, I mean, there's a lot of artists who get bogged down, like myself even, like just thinking like, well, all of my ideas are shit. So I mean, I might as well just give up kind of thing. So hearing that like, there's like, that you don't think that way is like inspiring, you know? No, like, no. No, well, no, but 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 again, this is me talking about like trying to be aware of just being a piece of shit. Because my problem <laughs> is, I'll look at, I'll, I'm like, look at that person who actually put the work in, you know, uh, put themselves out there and made that show, and that show's shit. <laughs> you know, what I'm yeah. and I'm like, I should be out there. My stuff should be out there. Meanwhile, I'm just fucking hiding in a cave. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know. I see, I see, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the show, the show always gets into some uh, therapy as it goes on. Everyone just starts uh, airing out all of their like frustrations. Um, yeah, I, I like love it. it. It's my but favorite. It's my favorite. It's like part. weirdly, it makes okay. me yeah. Like hearing that stuff, it's I'm just thinking like, man, I'm going through the same stuff. <laughs> I'm like, why, why is everyone going through the same things? Why are we all suffering? Well, I mean, it's different talking to like. People like you versus just some interviewer who is just like uh, asking What's me your questions. Theme? And yeah, like, yeah. What do you get? <laughs> what kind of drugs were you on when you did Invader Zim? Oh God! Somebody told me that. Somebody I respect asked me that once, and I was really disappointed. <laughs> Wait, no, but like, if someone asks that, like, I will never think they ask it seriously. Uh, like, I cannot. Like, yeah. none of my being can can fathom this. No, being no, no. Question, and the, right? yeah, when I was asked that, I wasn't serious. But I was like, dude, come on. <laughs> it's just like this. Oh, doing doing in person interviews. Whenever time I would get that question, I would just roll my eyes and then hold my arm up so they can see all of my collapsed <laughs> veins. <laughs> Your heroin. You know, I'm like, what do you, what, what do, do you, you think, think it is? Fuck. Straight up heroin, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is there anything else that? Uh, that uh, you wanted to talk about or plug. or plug? Nope. Yeah. Okay, good. I got I got nothing to plug. Well, you do streams. You do. Uh, yeah, you do streams. Yeah, I've been been doing that. You've been part of that. I have. Yeah. Um, those have been fun. They those are have fun. Been, those have been. Uh, you know, those have been a, a kind of therapy. Sure. In this in this hideous isolation, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, nothing nothing in particular to plug. I'm just here for the pleasure of your company. I'll plug stuff for you. How about that? Oh my god! You got yeah. So it's at Joan and V on Twitch, right? Uh, it's a Janen V J H O N E N V E E. Got it. And then you got uh, Zogi Corp now. Zogi Corp is so funny. Which is yeah. I I can't believe I can't believe like Andrew who has been like managing Zogi Corp Mm -hmm. for us. Andrew who is uh you know a wonderful artist in his own right. He's uh he (laughs) he'll give us updates like he's like oh my god guys people are actually buying this stuff oh, yeah. which was like on some level we knew like well, yeah. people, you know it, we, it's there so people can actually buy stuff but the fact that you know it's they're buying enough of it it is that we actually see some money from it is so funny it's kind of the ultimate joke zogi corp is a joke but it it's doing okay <laughs> well they're funny they're funny designs yeah i 
Oh, yeah, anyway, so yeah, Zogi Corp is like, it's doodles from your streams that are... Uh, yeah, they would make absolutely no sense outside of the streams. Yeah, deserving of their own shirts. I really love Yeah, and they pop, up, they pop up during the streams, too, most of the time, which is great. Like, we'll be drawing something, and we'll be laughing our ass off at how stupid it is. And then Andy will post a link to a shirt that suddenly exists. Oh, that's amazing. This thing that we were just laughing at. and uh, I really like the... <laughs> it's uh, magic. The, like the gummy bear that's giving me money, and it just has, says fake pointed to its big ass. Yeah. That's inspired by a true story. There's a guy that works at a hair salon near me, and he has the most gigantic fake butt <laughs> I've ever seen in the world. And it fake. is fake. It is a fake butt. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah. I'm scrolling through these now. There's There's so many. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm happy that I was there for like a good chunk of these too. Um, yeah, I'm, you were there for the invention. I was of there the for the concept inception. of Zogi Corp. Yeah, it was uh, Gia writing. Tw- uh, was it 2060 or misreading 2061 as Zogi? Right. Good times, man. We have fun. Anyway, <laughs> yes. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Well, thank you guys. Oh yeah, thank you guys for having me. Thanks for being on the show. Yeah, it's an honor. It's a privilege. Yeah, that was like so fun. Thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. Well, that's the end of this creative block. Thanks to Jonan for being our guest and sharing his story. And thanks to our listeners. Follow us on Twitter. That's at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask our guests. Huge thanks to my sister Clemens for editing the podcast. Please subscribe to the channel if you love our content. I've been your host, Gene. Now it's V. Keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.